Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Anka Kuhlmann. Anka was born in the Netherlands and she graduated with a doctorandus degree from the University of Leiden in two majors, biochemistry and mathematics. She taught organic chemistry and biochemistry at universities in the USA and UK before coming to Australia in 1984, where in 1985 her third child, Friso was born with a severe brain injury. To help him improve, Anka learned many techniques such as suggestopedia, super learning, educational kinesiology, brain gym, and neuroorganization technique known as NOT. Friso also suffered from recurrent bronchitis from which he was given antibiotics, which made him severely constipated. This led her on a journey that involved studying naturopathy, Western herbal medicine, homeopathy, and a master's degree in health sciences specializing in nutrition, medicine, and more recently, the biochemical approach to autism and chronic disease. Anka now specializes in autism spectrum disorder, ASD, and other gut-related diseases, and works with children and adults in her private practice, the Optimum Learning and Health Center in South Australia. She has developed the Rapid Gut Repair Program for improving autism and chronic diseases, and you can actually learn more about that and discover exactly how to use it in her chapter, Gut Revelations. Anka is an international speaker and trainer and now helps people from all over the world in improving their health and their life through improving their gut health. So please join me in welcoming Anka. How are you? I'm fine, Ben. Thank you very much for the introduction. It's a pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this interview because, I mean, you really are a world-leading expert at this. And so before we even jump into all the, the pearls of wisdom that you have, what is it that led you to this? Why are you so passionate about this specific area and this field? What is it about it? Well, I think it, it comes from the injustice that I feel is done to all these children that are now being born with autism I, I feel it's a direct result of the world that we live in and these children are like the canaries of our coal mine which is the world that we live in and they haven't done anything but they are just coming into this world they get countless vaccinations antibiotics etc and their systems are not healthy and the ones that are the weakest um, at a very early age develop things like autism allergies asthma etc and most people develop early on, reasonably early on, um, chronic diseases such as cancer, diabetes, and um, even Alzheimer's now happens at very young ages, like people in their 40s develop Alzheimer's. And that was unheard of in, say, 1980. But after, at the end of the last century, all of a sudden these things grew like wildfires and, and 
I started noticing that as a, as a trend and was very concerned about that. And I feel, um, you know, anything that we can do to reverse that trend is really worth doing. Got it. So we were having a discussion earlier and you were mentioning that what you're really passionate about is the reversing of, of a lot of these symptoms. Is, is that kind of how you'd, you'd put it? Yes. Um, the, there was a very interesting research study done recently by Dr. Navio, and he talks about the cell danger response. And he has given a lot of mice chronic diseases such as cancer, autism, uh, diabetes, etc. And then he gave these mice a drug called suramin, and he developed um, this system where he now all of a sudden uh, can show that these diseases are reversible. Now, suramine is not a drug you would want to take because it's toxic, etc. But what it does do is opens up this belief system like, yes, these diseases are reversible. It's just a matter of finding a way that we can do it in a natural, safe um, approach, which is also sustainable, so that if somebody um, got rid of cancer, for example, they want to have a happy, healthy, cancer-free life for the rest of their life. So uh, it's about how can you nurture your body to stay healthy? First of all, I mean, become healthy, of course. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, so, so at the moment, we've now got research out there that is showing the reversal of these chronic diseases. I mean, what, what sort of learnings are we extracting about the cell based on this latest research? What, what, what sort of key distinctions have we made? Like obviously, we can't go and take, what's it called? The, cell danger response. The cell danger response. And, and the, the chemical that they were using to reverse oh, the pyramine was a drug that was used. To... Right. Obviously, we can't use that. No. But, but what sort of things do we learn about the cell? Because I think, you know, changing your belief is phenomenal. So being able to watch this change... Is there anything else that, that the, the listeners out there can, I guess, now have a bit of an epiphany around based on that research? Yes, it, it's, it's actually it's fascinated me. I read the article three times because Dr. Navio writes very dense. But basically, he, he said that this cell danger response comes from a bacteria that was swimming in the pre-Cambrian seas long, long time ago. And its only enemy was a virus. And if a virus would get into its cell, it would multiply, use everything the bacteria has them blow up the cell and then they would all these little daughter uh, viruses would then attack and kill all the other bacteria so for a bacterium it could wipe out the entire species and everything that's alive wants to protect its species so it developed this cell danger response so as soon as it sees a virus it will immediately thicken its cell wall and it will turn down vitamin D, for example, metabolism, which is, I think, why a lot of people now are deficient in vitamin D, and also it will turn down vitamin B6. It will make a lot of inflammation because that's the body's natural way of shooting down anything that invades it, and it will also make you more of a leaky gut and more gluten-sensitive, which is all the things that we are seeing in, in recent years. And once you have a leaky gut, then things can get through the gut wall into the bloodstream and almost every disease can be born from that process. And now they think that this bacteria, this very primitive bacteria with this uh, cell danger response was absorbed at some stage in history by a, some one cell organism. And from that, our mitochondria have developed. 
and our mitochondria are our powerhouses. They are the ones that give you the energy. So with almost all of these diseases goes a lack of energy, and that is because the mitochondria are the ones that trigger off the cell danger response if they perceive a virus or too many fungi or anything in your gut or its environment where it perceives danger. It will turn all that on, but it means that nutrients can't get into the cell anymore and toxins can't get out. And, of course, in the context of chemotherapy, for example, that means you're swamping a cell with toxins, but these toxins can't get out because the cell triggers off the cell danger response. And then what often happens is with the second bout of chemo, people say, oh, sorry, it doesn't work anymore, and the person dies. And this is, I think, because the cell danger response needs to be turned off first, and that is because... Um, you need to do detox, you need to do healing, etc. And the other thing is the, the mitochondria, because they're electrical cells, you could say, they deal with electricity, they also pick up on stress and emotions and uh, childhood traumas. And Dr. Navio concluded that if there was an unresolved childhood trauma, it could already keep your cell in cell danger response mode practically from the moment the trauma was there. So dealing with stress and undissolved traumas is also very important to turn off that cell danger response and trigger off the cell's natural healing power. That is fascinating. So this cell danger response thickens up the wall of the cell and then doesn't really allow the correct transfer in and out of the cell. And you're saying that um, some of this, or a large amount of it, can also be psychosomatic based on yep. traumas, both physical and emotional. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Wow. So, so, you, so technically a large number of people out there are walking around with a constant activation of cell danger response, which thickens up the cell wall and then we're not getting the transference correct. Is, is that about right? That is right, and it's especially um, come to the fore in the recent years because antibiotics have um, been given so freely that it's almost like candy. And what, what happens with uh, antibiotics is they disturb the natural flora in the gut, which is called the gut flora or the microbiota or the microbiome, the same words for the same thing. However, the cells that keep everything inside of the gut, outside of your body, are called enterocytes, and to, together they're often referred to as the gut lining. These cells, these enterocytes, are the ones that have a very fine detection system for whether or not the flora is natural and balanced and, you know, um, benign, in other words, uh, good. But if, if after antibiotics, the Good bacteria are gone, and now there is this immense space available. And then opportunistic bacteria and fungi can all of a sudden take up shop there, and they too don't want to die. So they will take place, and it's very hard to get rid of them. And the cell lining cells, the enterocytes, are perceiving, hey, wait a minute, before I saw a certain, um, you could call, ecosystem, and now I don't see that anymore. We see all these fungus, and it shouldn't be there. So it triggers off the cell danger response. So it just exemplifies everything and anything that was already there before. And as long as the gut is out of kilter, the cell danger response will stay on. So it is a multifactorial problem. You really have to get the gut flora back to positive, harmonious culture, like an ecosystem where everything is in harmony. Then the cell danger response will switch off. 
I mean, this, this is fascinating stuff. So the people who are listening in right now, I'm, I'm sure the very next question on their mind is how do I get homeostasis? How do I get harmony and balance back into my gut? Yes. Well, well, what, what, what can we practically do right now to start to correct this? Yes, very good occurrence? question. And unfortunately, there is also a very um, easy answer to that, and that is you would do exactly the same as if your garden had been submitted to somebody with a very, very bad weed killer and had wiped everything out. Now, if you come back two years later, what will you see? Weeds. You won't see the roses. You will simply see all varieties of weeds. What the first thing you need to do is take the weeds out because you need to create space for the roses to grow. If you drop a little seed in the middle of a football field of a rose, it won't grow there because the kaikuyu or whatever grass is growing there won't allow it. So first you need to remove everything and anything from your diet and from the gut that is not helping to make a good ecosystem. And you can do that in various ways. But the best thing to start with is to start with the diet, remove things from the diet that are actually promoting the growth and the health of the bad guys. And that is things like processed foods, um, usually sugar, um, and then there is all the chemicals like preservatives, coloring, flavorings that are not from nature. And if you want to just summarize it by um, one sentence, go back to natural foods, whole foods, natural foods, Anything out of a pack, a tin, or anything with the name on it that you can't pronounce, don't eat it. <laughs> if there are too many syllables, don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. So, and the other thing is, if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, don't put it on your skin. Got it. Okay. Now, inside your chapter, you've got some incredible breakdowns of a whole range of different systems and processes. I'm just curious... In order for me to pull all the weeds out of my garden so it's fertile again, so I can go and plant my roses, mm-hmm. how long does that take? Like, like, what am I looking at here? Is this a 10-year project, a six-month thing? What, what, how long have I got to do? Well, the, the cells, the enterocytes themselves, have a very short turnover, only six days. And then they're in, from a baby cell to a cell that dies and goes to heaven, you could say. And so <laughs> it's very... Um, in the, it's very possible to regrow a new gut lining in a very short period of time. The only thing that takes a little bit more time is the what lives there. Like, for example, the candida one, you will never really get rid of it because it has a function. It, it takes in heavy metals, which are toxic to us, so it has a function. And the more heavy metals you have in your body, the more candida you unfortunately will have. But if you want to... Um, kill candida, it has already uh, got a plan B, which is it develops suction caps, and then it will hang on for dear life on the gut wall. So if you just simply take probiotics in the hope that they will take place, the place from the uh, fungus, you probably won't um, get that. So an easy way is to starve it, meaning don't feed it sugar, because that's what it thrives on. Same as cancer cells, by the way. Cancer cells and candida cells thrive on sugar. And so if you have a crave for sugar, every time you look at sugar, just ask yourself, who am I feeding here? Who am I serving here? Am I feeding myself or am I feeding the candida who just, or cancer cell who just wants to stay alive too? And it's your decision to feed yourself and, or the bug. 
that is your choice. But if you know this information, you will hopefully um, wake up to a crave and go, oh, actually, this is a crave. It's not natural. Why am I doing this? And um, if your health is important to you, then just decide that you're probably feeding a bad bacteria, therefore preventing the roses to grow. So if you starve them, they will die. And there's also another fungus called Saccharomyces boulardii, or SB. You can find it in every naturopath um, fridge, I would think. And that somehow is able to creep in between the cell wall and candida, and the suction caps won't work anymore, and they'll let go. So What's it called again? Saccharomyces boulardii. It's a good mm-hmm. yeast, but it's capable of sneaking in between the walls so the candida will fall off, and then you follow about 30 minutes later with a good probiotic, which is like a petunia or a rose or a new form of life that's beneficial to you, and then there will be room for it to adhere to the wall. So this is, I I really like what you're saying here. There's a, and just that consciousness of you go into the cupboard and you're craving something and just that that moment of thought to say who am I actually feeding here you know am I feeding myself and my optimum health or am I feeding a candida for example just just that slight bit of consciousness so it does have a lot to do with awareness and observation I guess exactly that's why uh, it sounds a bit cheesy but at the end um, of the chapter I have an adore process and the A stands for awareness you know start noticing these little things and um it can help you so much to become aware of little changes maybe in your health that that have snuck in over the time that weren't there before and you might start to ask these questions like why am I doing this you know is this really what I want to do or am I just doing this because it feels natural and it could feel natural to want to eat and snack all the time because you probably crave it but the craves are not coming from yourself the craves are coming from the perhaps cells that are dangerous to your health and we have have now discovered if you add up all your cells say Ben cells all together and you then add up all the bacterial cells that live in your gut they outnumber you 10 to 1 so that's not even talking viruses, fungi, parasites etc. So even the DNA all combined from all your bacteria outnumbers your DNA and in fact good bacteria are actually our helpers a lot of DNA that they have are actually helping us to be healthy. So killing them with antibiotics is actually the wrong thing to do because, for one thing, they know about immune tolerance. They know what the good guys are and what the bad guys are. So if you kill them, who is to know? And that's when they get allergies to common things like pollen or to um, things that are actually harmless simply because there is no one to remember what it got taught very early on from your mother, from your mother's cells when you established the good gut flora, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. And that's when people get allergies because they start to react to things that are not harmful at all simply because they can't remember who the good guys are. So just on that, because I'm sure there's some people out there that are listening in and uh, maybe they haven't got to your chapter yet or maybe they haven't picked up a, a copy of your, your amazing book here, Elevate Your Health. So uh, give us a bit of a rundown of the rest of the Adore process. I mean, I really like it. I think, you know, when I think about it, I think you've got to adore your gut flora. So what are the other stages of the Adore process? We've got awareness at the start there. Yeah. 
Um, so that's basically be aware of warning signals. The D stands for diet. So if you're, uh, like I said, if you have unnatural craves or you have uh, things that you absolutely must have or else, that's usually a sign that it's driven by not you, especially if you weren't born that way, but something you have acquired. So something that's now growing there that's demanding that for its survival. So become aware of that and if possible, just just do a trial and first of all have a week or so where you absolutely become aware of what you are consuming. How often do you eat processed foods? What is in it? For example, the nitrates that are added to um, salami and processed meats, they are actually bacterial killers as well. So they're also killing stuff in your gut. And that's why they have done um, in the last Doc, uh, what's his name? Dr. Mosley has done um, uh, experiment, and he was eating that for a couple of weeks, and he gained three kilos. And, and what was the main thing was he had a lot of body fat that he didn't have before, and so it changes your gut flora, and that changes how your whole body starts to um, grow. You could say grow more fat cells or less fat cells. Have the blood pressure go up or down? Get more inflammation or less inflammation? Everything comes initially from the food. So if you eat a lot of fiber, inflammation will go down. If you eat a lot of sugar and processed foods, inflammation will go up. Now, every disease that is chronic, like arthritis, anything with an itis means inflammation. Obesity is inflammatory. Alzheimer is inflammatory. Cancer is inflammatory. So the first thing you want to do is get the inflammation down. And you can do that by having the probiotics and eating lots of salads and food that is organic and natural and came from a farm or from the soil somewhere and um, that has lots of fiber in it because fiber really reduces inflammation and feeds yeah. the good bacteria and it has no calories so it has lots of advantages and the next one uh, would be observe so if you have thoughts and, and emotions that are destructive or you're you're milling over a conversation that happened yesterday and you just can't let go of it and, you, and every time it makes your stomach constrict or your shoulders become stiff or your neck, then you know it's having a physical effect on you and it probably also has an effect on the chemicals that are produced in your body. They've, seen, they've done some research and they found that 20 minutes after you start meditating, your DNA is already producing chemicals that are totally different, they're more anti-inflammatory, more calming on the system, etc. So you can do the reverse too by thinking angry thoughts and then the body will rev up the inflammation because it's similar to having an enemy in your body. And the next mm -hmm. one is remove. Um, you, you Obviously, when you get awareness around something, you want to, if it's not good, remove whatever it is, whether it's a chemical, whether it's a bacteria, whether it's a virus or a thought or a thought process. You need to remove it or change it. And um, I always say to people, just think of it as a train. If you're sitting on a train, you can calculate where you're going to go and when you will arrive there. But if you halfway through start to discover that you really don't want to go there, you need to stop that train, get off that train, decide where you want to go instead. That process is the turmoil of change. If you decide that, you know, if I continue this way, I'll be dead within a year, that may not be what you want to be, so you need to change. But the catch there is if you want to change something, 
you must change something. Things don't just change. And therefore, stopping a train and figuring out to get off that train and get onto another train, that's the whole process of figuring out, well, what do I want instead? If I want to live, how do I keep living? How do I feed myself so that my cells become more alive and happier and healthier? And all of that is, is the process that most people resent and resist. Whereas people mm. who've done it will look back and go, wow, I just looked at um, a documentary series, The Truth About Cancer. All the cancer survivors seem to be having gained something from the process. They are happier and they're healthier. So that's well worth doing. And the last one is E for Enhance. Basically, that stands for Enhance Your Resilience. Because if you have a stronger resilience, you can handle more emotional setbacks, you can handle more stress, you can handle more um, bacteria, viruses. People who get sick are always the weak ones because their resilience is down. So you want to enhance your resilience so that you can cope with some toxins here and there should you eat something wrong or should you uh, inhale something uh, like a spray that your neighbor might have used. And all of that is helping to enhance and to maintain good health. Got it. So awareness, diet, observe, remove, and enhance. I love it. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fairly straightforward process, and obviously if people just take the time to systematically go through each of them, um, they'll start to see some significant improvements in their, their gut flora. I love it. Now, I also know that you've got an incredibly comprehensive website online, optimumlearningandhealth.com, that is just packed full of information. And I know that the listeners out there can actually get a CD there, uh, which is a, a brain gym CD that allows them to do exercises, not just on themselves, but also with their children. And I also know that you do a lot of consults via Skype. So for the listeners out there, if you just want to write this down, A-K-O-E-L-M-A-N, so A K O E L M A N. That's actually um, the Skype ID if you want to get in touch with Anka and uh, have a bit of a chat with her about what she actually does. But also do make sure you go directly to her, her website because there is just so much information there about all the research she's put together, everything she does, and all the work she's doing, and uh, the, the the broad spectrum of people she works with from. Um, people who are on that autistic spectrum, um, right through to uh, mums and dads and people out there that just want general improvement in their health. Now, if you're going to give our listeners some tips, some you know some takeaway tips, what, what are the what are the top things you'd want our listeners to be doing straight away as a result of listening to you today? I would find out how much dairy, wheat, sugar, and artificial things you are consuming. Take some time. Take stock then remove it from your diet and see how you feel after six weeks. I know that if you try and do that straight away, it's hard because you don't know of alternatives. But the, in Australia, we're actually very lucky. And um, in South Australia, for example, we have a, a lot of possibilities. There is a Foodland store where they sell almost everything organic and cheeses from all over the world, which includes the sheep and goat varieties which are better, generally speaking, than dairy. So if somebody says get off dairy, um, it simply means cow's products. But if you um, can find 
sheep yogurt, try it. It's delicious. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's also a lot denser. So you can almost cut it with a knife. So it's, uh, you can add water to it if you want to. And um, those products are usually much easier for the body to digest. So go and exploit uh, or have a look around and, and get familiar with some other grains. You can probably get away with wheat, uh, sorry, not wheat, buckwheat, which is made of um, the rhubarb family, so it's actually not even a grain, um, and it has no gluten in it whatsoever. Some people do really well with oats, but then I would say soak it overnight. Some people do well with rice, so there are plenty of alternatives, and this is what I do when I talk to somebody over the phone, and when we find out what's not good for them, then we can find suitable alternatives. And I use kinesiology to muscle test what that person um, can handle better in their life because everybody's different. Culture has an effect. Genes have an effect. And um, you need to find out what the optimum diet is for one person. But generally speaking, processed, everybody agrees, all dietitians and everybody that knows anything about nutrition will agree that processed foods have no fiber, no nutrients, only calories, and that usually heads towards disaster sooner or later. So go organic and go whole foods, and that usually means there is no wheat, dairy, or sugar in it anyway. Got it. So dairy, wheat, and sugar is a starting point. And maybe they can just start with one of those at a time and build up the resilience as they they move from there. Is there anything well, else you'd like to share? Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to say the, the craves that people feel, because they come from the bad bacteria, etc., they often um, get get well, better, you would say. In other words, they disappear if you add more fiber like celery sticks or Jerusalem artichokes, etc. If you add more of that to your diet, you don't even have to take much away, but if you take the sugar out and replace it by things that have more fiber in it and good fats like avocados, then actually most of the time those cravings will disappear. But the first week could be different. I, I always find for myself it takes about a week to get rid of that, that craving feeling, and then after that you can walk past the bakery and you're totally neutral to it. You think, oh, no, I don't want that. Got it. So the increase in fiber actually assists with the cravings. So Yeah, because it uh, feeds the good bacteria, and the good yeah, bacteria therefore can expand. And if at the same time you're starving the bad guys, they will die off and the good ones will take its place. Got it. So you want to you strengthen up the good bacteria and then, while simultaneously um, killing off the bad bacteria, that sounds like a, a, an easier win for sure. So get that, the good fat, the, the, the fibers in there, and then look at dairy, wheat, sugar, and, and artificial good anything. Good fats are important too. Like margarine is very bad. A lot of people these days uh, use organic coconut oil to cook in, and, and mm. that is a very good fat. It oh, helps the good bacteria. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we wrap it up today? Any other final messages or things you'd like to tell them? In general, you can't create health by using toxins. So if if you use, uh, say, for example, vaccinations or um, chemotherapy, etc., they're they're very very toxic. So I think if you want to prevent doing anything like that. Go for the other way and increase your health, increase your immune system, increase your resilience, and that way your health will truly improve. So just before we do wrap it up, uh, if people do want to find out more, they can check out your Facebook page, Help With Autism, 
And uh, they can also find out more at your Skype as well. Plus, they can also drop in, and you've got a you've got their centre down there in South Australia, the Optimum Learning and Health Centre. So make sure you do check out uh, the website, optimumlearninginghealth.com. Uh, so I, I am going to wrap it up there. Is there anything else you'd like to finish off? Yeah, there? I would like to say that if anybody would like to discuss either their own situation or their their child. Um, if they're desperate or if they just want to have a chat, I offer free half-hour consultations um, by telephone. And if they want to, you can do it by Skype as well. But it's always best to contact me first via email or telephone so we can set up a time. And then they can just ask or they can give me a ring. If I'm home and not working, I'll answer the phone and I'll talk to them. Because I think it's really important that people who take that first step and, and are curious to learn more, that they don't feel like you know they have to make an appointment and pay money straight away they can just talk ask questions and check out whether that's the way they want to go and if they have a child with autism they may not be aware of all the options that are there so i'm very happy to um you know give everybody half an hour of my time and just answer any questions they may have brilliant look thanks so much for being on the show here today i've learned a whole bunch and i'm sure the listeners really have got some incredible value out of uh, today's presentation. So I just want to thank you once again for being part of the Elevate podcast series. Yes, well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it too, and I hope everybody's life will improve. Brilliant. So, as always, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.